Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. And we are officially alive, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from NGC Studios here in South Florida. Long-awaited return, I might add. And uh, hopefully not nothing crashes this week, ladies and gentlemen. I really hope not. I, uh... Believe it or not, we had a whole bunch of big uh, thunderstorms this past week. And, uh, you know, I, I usually don't like to blame technical difficulties on the on the weather. Um, usually I find that to be a cop-out, at the very least. But, uh, you know, for some reason, I think um, between... The airport, which I, where I live in Florida, I live nearby an airport. I won't disclose exactly where, but, uh, well, some of you can probably figure it out. But, um, anyway, I live by an airport where I'm at in Florida. And, um, every time a plane is going in or out, I, I think they crank down, like, the cellar signal and the Wi-Fi signals and, whatnot around the area because, uh, you know, or the, or the airport sounds out like a disruptor or something because every time the plane goes over, uh, you know, the internet, my cellular 
it all goes to crap while the airplanes are going over. Um, but then on top of that, we had a whole bunch of thunderstorms uh, this previous week. So that might have also been a contributing fact uh, to why the show got cut off last week. And for those of you who were, who were watching last week and uh, saw that the show got cut off, I sincerely apologize. I must have been ranting for like uh, 15 more minutes about Maxine Waters and whatnot, but I seriously, folks, I got through a whole monologue about that before I even realized that we had been cut off app. And at first, at first I thought it was YouTube. You know, maybe I, I had finally stepped on enough toes. Maybe they were upset at me for, uh, you know, criticizing Maxine Waters. Maybe I had taken it too far. You know, who, who, who knows though? Um, so the show, the, the show from two weeks ago got, um, just got canceled completely due to technical difficulties. The one, uh, last week got cut off midst show due to technical difficulties. And, uh, you know, it's, I just had a whole bunch of technical pro technical problems last week, folks, but the good news is, is I'm back, and, uh, knock on wood, nothing happens, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, contact info, as usual, for the audio podcast listeners, uh, although if you're on YouTube, you can see most of this, you can visit my website, at thesamwitfield.com, where you can find all of the info. Uh, Twitter is at sam at sam underscore mdc. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Gab at sam Whitfield. You can follow me on Instagram at at sam underscore mdc. And uh, finally, facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. And of course, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your audio podcast from. And I uh, also want to give a quick reminder that you can also uh, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield and check out my Patreon page and become a uh, contributor to the show. And whatever you can contribute, these are the different levels. I always appreciate any contribution that the listener that any listeners can give and uh you know even if you can't contribute financially i always appreciate if you like uh you know comment and subscribe and tell your friends about this show it really helps me and it really helps uh people find out about this show too alrighty folks so, this week was, uh, this past week we had the 4th of July, but we had Independence Day on Wednesday, which is kind of a weird day to have the 4th of July. It's, it's in the midst of the week. It doesn't really sync up with that long weekend. 
And, uh, you know, most, most of the time it does. But, uh, you know, this year it was, it was smack dab in the middle of the week. And usually, um, every year I do a show on the 4th of July. I've done annually for the past 10 years on the 4th of July. Um, where I, where I basically do a 4th of July, uh, tribute show. And I talk about the Declaration of Independence and what this, uh, country means to me. And I, I do want to do that a little bit tonight, folks, but, you know, I am calling this the After Independence Day show. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to go over the same monologue I, I do every year, but I am proud without a doubt to be an American because this is the only country where anyone from any walk of life through hard work and determination can go from rags to riches through ingenuity, through their own uh, ingenuity, blood, sweat, and tears. Now, there are a lot of people out there now who would rather complain about the uh, imperfections of the American way of life. And granted, ladies and gentlemen, we are not perfect by any means. Um, we have our flaws, that is clear. But think about the lives of our ancestors who came over from the old country, whether it be Ireland, Italy, Russia, Germany. You think about our ancestors, how they, how they came over with nothing. And yet many of them were able to build a, build a small business or two or go to work for a company where they were able to successfully put food on their table for the family and for their neighbor and for their neighbors. At one point in America, that was the American dream, in fact. Uh, a home over everyone's head and a car in everyone's garage. That was the big post-war, the post-World War II American dream. That was the essence of it. We've come a long way in 200 years. And yes, we still have things that we need to address. 
But by and large, I think America is still pretty damn great. Now, the flaws within our country, I think largely today, are due to the fact that we really don't know how to talk to each other and how to have intellectual discussions with each with e- with each other uh okay yeah thanks for letting me know uh love love in the chat said the uh the u k just had more London's uh, Muslim mayor at a gay pride event. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I don't really know what to say on that, uh, other than, you know, thanks for letting me know, I, I guess. But as I was saying, getting back to the topic at hand, I think America's biggest problem today is that we aren't communicating with each other. We don't know how to talk to each other at about serious issues, and honestly, we just we can't even hold a conversation or much less a thought for more than five minutes at a time. Now I think, you know, part of the reason why attention spans are going down, it may be partially due to, to, due to technology, I'm not going to, de- to deny that. But I think also a big part of the reason why uh, people's attention spans are going down and the reason why we can't communicate with each other is due to the overwhelming bombardment of information that we receive on a daily basis. I think the information gets too overwhelming for many people and they would rather just shut down and not pay attention to the world around them. Now I think as far as, so I think that's why we have a shortened attention span. Now as far as the reason why we can't communicate with each other, I think political correctness is the big reason why we're having a communication breakdown in this country. Everyone is so afraid to say what they really think and what's really on their mind because we don't want to offend anyone anymore. And that's that's becoming a, a big problem. I, I don't want to pin to pin an SLI on the left only. But I certainly think that um you know that could be a problem. 
Uh, Ludwig says, I blame Fortnite for all modern problems. Uh, yeah, Ludwig, uh, you, you know, there might be an element of truth to that, actually. I know, I know that you're being somewhat sarcastic, but I think there, as I said, I, I do think technology has somewhat to do with, uh, you know, people's lack of attention spans, but also I think the overload of information is a big problem, and I think political correctness is why we can't communicate with each with each other either. I mean, we can't even go... Okay, let me let me put it this way. I purposely turned off my Twitter notifications and my Facebook notifications off on the 4th of July. You know why? Because the 4th of July was the one day I wanted to take off to not be bombarded with the political bullcrap in the world, left or right. And I know that, you know, as much as I would like to think that my fellow Americans think the same way about America as I do, and I'm, I'm including some conservatives in this too, as much as I would like to think um, that everyone would just take a day to acknowledge each other as fellow Americans and whatnot on the 4th of July, I knew that wasn't going to happen. Um, I think we're too pol- I think Honestly, we're too polarized now with social media. Yeah, and, you know, believe me, it's fun to, it's fun to troll. It's, you know, it's, it's fun to, it's just as fun for me to rub salt on the wounds of social justice warriors on Twitter and make them cry. Uh, you know, believe me, that's all fine, good, good and well. You know, 363 days a year. Christmas is the other... I I would say it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the 4th of July. You know, not necessarily in in any particular order, but those are the three holidays, I would say, where, you know, I really don't, you know, care about politics. The, The other couple days, have at it. But... You know, if I were if I were God King of the World, I I would put more toil on that. Um, Ludwig Ludwig had a, had a good com had a good comment that I uh, I need to move my mic over so I can actually read the uh, the comments pane. That's how big my mic physically is. Uh, I agree, though. Technology has murdered attention spans to the point where we can't even listen to an argument without a mental distraction. That is true, and and that's kind of my point, you know, with bringing up the whole technology. Now, on the flip side, I am, I am very proud to say 
that that's why yours truly does an hour show every week. And, well, no, technically I do two hours because now I have the American Watchmen Roundtable, which you can uh, subscribe to by uh, searching the AW Roundtable on YouTube and subscribing. That'll be on at 9.05 after this podcast ends. Uh, but I think um, I think on the flip side the fact that I'm doing long form conversation and the fact that people like Joe Rogan and uh, other podcasters out there are doing um, long form communication I long-form conversations, I think we're getting our attention spans back. So I know I kind of contradicted myself, but I, I think longer attention spans are coming back. I, I think I think technology and people's attention spans are finally evening out. Uh, evening out. And I, I think that's a good thing. And I think, I think podcasts, audio podcasts, have a lot to do with that. But we still have a lot to go for on the political correctness front. Uh, you know, and, and that that's such a that's such a sticky slope. You know, the 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 reason why I brought this up for those of you who who tuned in a few minutes ago. The reason why I brought this up is someone recently asked me, uh, not this 4th of July, but last 4th of July, why it is that we can't talk to each other. And folks, I honestly do believe that it is because people are too offended by minuscule things. Or on the flip side, they choose to offend everyone over the most minute things. And we've we've talked about that plenty on this podcast before, so I don't I don't wanna go down that road. But uh you guys know what and who I am referring to with that. I hope so at least. But we're uh, we're on we're on those two sides. People either want to offend each other nonstop or, you know, take the truth as offensive. And until more people can reach the middle ground, not so much ideologically, but more so in the sense of having conversations with each other, we're not, we're not going to get anywhere. This is another thing that I think, uh, this is another, you know, notion that I love. Well, the, the sides are, you know, we're too far to the left on one side and we're too far to the right. There aren't enough moderates out there. And honestly, I don't think moderates really, I don't think true moderates ever really existed. 
Now, with that being said, I don't think people are ideologically tied as much as they think either. Um, you know, for instance, people love to call me a, a right-wing conservative, yet, you know, what does that necessarily mean? Because, okay, I, I would consider myself a conservative, but at the same time, if, if you want to get married and you're the same gender as the per person you want to get married to, big deal. I really don't care either way. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect me. Um, you know, and, and unless you're, you know, forcing others to partake in your, your ceremony against their will, that's when I have a problem with it. But if you're gay, you know, and you want to marry, you know, your same-sex partner, good on you. If you're straight, good on you. You know, just, just, uh, you know, live and let society be. Uh, I'm also, I'm also, uh, you know, pro marijuana legalization. Not, ne not necessarily because I like pot itself. I tried it twice and uh, honestly didn't really do anything for me. But uh, you know, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Certainly, I think I I don't think it's a hardcore drug. And I, I think we're at the point where we where Trump I think is probably going to federally legalize it. I. I hope he does, because I think, in large part, I think a lot of people, especially teenagers, because here's the thing about teenagers, teenagers will do anything if it's against the law, or it's against the quote-unquote man, right? Ludwig, I know you probably know this well as a teacher, but, you know, once stuff is legal, you know, then it's not, then it's not so much fun any, anymore. So, yep, uh, I, I am, I am high, high on life, and high, and high on memes as well, but, uh, you know, that, that's, that's an, that's another, uh, story. So, I bring up the political divisions within America because I think a lot of people are waking up on both the left and the right. And, uh, okay. Oh, Christy brought up a really good point. People lack the back and forth skill of conversation these days. And, uh, and this and the compassion to correctly and effectively communicate. Bingo. Uh, very good point, Sam. The nature of youth is to rebel. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you're seeing such a big... Um, that's why you're seeing a big growth in uh, Generation Z, I guess, we're, we're calling them, uh, being so conservative. Which, by the way, that... 
that is a little worrisome if, if we're calling him Generation Z, right? Because, you know, Z is the last letter of the alphabet, which symbolizes the end. And I'm sure there's some Alex Jones type that mean, you know, that thinks that that's like a sign of the apocalypse or whatever. So then, you know, so then what? I guess it starts, I guess it has to start over again, right? I I know that's a bit of a tangent, but that was kind of around the thought that popped in there. Uh, anyway, as I said, I think the polarization is starting to break through a bit. I think people are starting to become a little bit better about talking with each other, and I and one of the trends I've seen on Twitter this week is kind of an indication of that is there's a new hashtag on Twitter called hashtag walk away. And the basic premise of this hashtag is that liberals who consider themselves to still be genuinely liberal and not leftist are looking at the state of the current Democrat Party, and they're not liking what they're seeing, and so they've chosen to hashtag walk away. Some of them have turned into conservatives, some of them have just remained apolitical, but, but it's been a hashtag that's uh, been out there for a while, and well, and by a while I mean like the last two weeks, which on social media actually is a pretty long time. And uh, someone messaged me last week, DM'd me on Twitter and asked me for, uh, you know, more information about it and to do a little research. So I I did, and I guess the best, uh, you know, example of research I could find was the guy who started the hashtag actually posted an explanation video on his YouTube channel which explains what hashtag walkaway is. And uh, so I found the clip of this, and we're going to play it here tonight, and I will analyze it for you then, as I want to do. So uh, this is an explanation of hashtag walk away. Cut number one, go. Oh, and this is, uh, this video was done by a guy named Brennan uh, Strike. by a guy named uh, Brennan Stryka. I think is how he pronounces his name. It's uh, Stryka or Straka, one of the two. Um, but anyway, here it is, cut number one, go. Once upon a time, I was a liberal. Well, to be honest, less than a year ago, I was still a liberal. I became a liberal because I felt I'd found a tribe whose values aligned with my own. I staunchly reject racism of any kind. I reject the marginalization of any human being based off of their gender or sexual orientation. I reject tyrannical groupthink. I reject a system which allows an ambitious, misinformed, and dogmatic mob to suppress free speech, create false narratives, and apathetically steamroll over the truth. I reject the acceptance of junk science and superstition to advance ideological agendas. I reject hate. These are the reasons why I became a liberal. And these are the same reasons why I am now 
walking away. For years now, I have watched as the left has devolved into intolerant, inflexible, illogical, hateful, misguided, ill-informed, un-American, hypocritical, menacing, callous, ignorant, narrow-minded, and at times, blatantly fascistic behavior and rhetoric. Liberalism has been co-opted and absorbed by the very characteristics it claims to fight against. For years now, I have watched as people on the left have become anesthetized to their own prejudices and bigotry, and the prejudices and bigotry of those around them who echo their values. I have watched as formerly sensible people who claim to reject racism have come to embrace the principles of universally hating and blaming all of society's problems on all people who have white skin. I have witnessed the irony of advocacy for gender equality morph into blatant hatred and intolerance of men and masculinity. I have seen the once earnest fight for equality for the LGBT community mutate into an illogical demonization of heteronormativity and the push to vilify and attack our conventional concepts of gender. These same self-proclaimed victims of intolerance now turning on the gay community that they attached themselves to to advance their agenda, now calling gay people privileged and themselves victims of injustice. I have watched as the left has allowed themselves to become hypnotized by false narratives and conclusions perpetuated by social justice warriors who misrepresent and misconstrue facts, evidence, and events to confirm their own biases that everyone who does not comply with their prejudicial conclusions and follow their orders is a racist, a bigot, a Nazi, a white supremacist, homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, misogynistic, and alt-right extremist. And I have watched as they have used these heartless and careful names of which I've been called. You know, I, I find that amusing too, but not really surprising anymore. The, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the, well, let's be honest, I'm the most savage man on two wheels, as, uh, Mr. Brian SQ likes to, uh, you know, call me. He kind of dubbed me that name, so, you know, Rush Limbaugh is America's anchor man, and I'm the most savage man on two wheels. But, uh, you know, anyway, so, I, I you know, According to the left, I guess I'm also the most savage, you know, Nazi sympathizer on two wheels because I voted for Trump. And again, I I never really was a liberal. You know, I've always been more, nah, I wouldn't really even say far right. I would say conservative slash libertarian. Um, but, you know. That's how crazy this has gone. Anyone who is not far left is basically a uh, a white supremacist or a neo-Nazi. You know, hence why this hashtag walk away movement is starting. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, more and more people on the left are starting to see this. Uh, anyway, we're not done with the clip quite yet. There are still three minutes uh, left, so... Cut number two, I guess. Go. Carelessly assign labels to intimidate, threaten, bully, silence, attack, unemploy, blacklist, and destroy anybody who dares to fight back. They'll come for me, and then they'll come for you.
And worst of all, the Democratic Party and the liberal media has embraced, affirmed, aided, and abetted this cult ideology. In an effort to gain voters and maintain power, the Democratic Party that I once loved has joined forces with the extremist left. The Democratic Party and the liberal media now believe their own ill-gotten conclusions and have ominously decided that they, and only they, know the remedy for society's ills. The left has decided that the solution to problems with race relations in America I've said this before, and it will probably get me banned from, uh, you know, YouTube for saying this, but, you know, a lot of that came in under President Barack Obama. And I, I don't think it came in in his first term, and I don't necessarily know if it was intentional that... I don't necessarily know if it was his intention for all of this to happen, although part of me thinks it was... But irregardless, whether you think it was intentional or not, he basically stood by while the, uh, you know, SJWs, uh, Antifa, then, then masquerading as Occupy Wall Street, you know, basically took to the streets in 2010, 2011, and 2012, you know, and basically started to shift things. Then there was the whole Michael Brown um, incident, and, uh, you know, Obama, Obama really didn't do anything to, you know, at, at the, at the very least, okay, let's say Obama was completely, you know, that he, that he was a, a good guy, and that he was just, you know, that he was just ignorant. Um, at the very least, Obama failed to basically step in and tell his base to knock it off. At the, at the very least, at the very least, he failed to do that. At the very worst, he was complicit in fundamentally, uh, you know, undermining the fabric of American culture and promoting radical radical leftism and making it more mainstream. And honestly, I don't know, I don't know which is which. I guess I'm kind of in in the middle on that one. I don't think someone with Obama's intelligence is as ignorant as some people think he, he is. However, I, I don't think you know I don't think he's full on uh, you know Emperor Palpatine either from Star Wars, I don't think he is that much of a mastermind. But, you know, a lot of this culture Marxism was able to kind of fester and grow underneath his presidency. I don't think that's, you know, that that's undeniable at this point. Uh, continuing on. Is more racism. The left believes that attacking, insulting, and dehumanizing one group of people elevates another. The left now believes that there are no boundaries when telling lies, omitting the truth, or misrepresenting facts when telling the news, because their end justifies their means. The left has now decided that its point of view is the only acceptable one, and that suppressing, censoring, and banning open dialogue and debate is virtuous and progressive. 
The Democratic Party has adopted a deleterious belief system, happily and without skepticism, separating people into groups based off of identity and then organizing them into camps of victims and oppressors. If you are a person of color, an LGBT person, a woman, or an American immigrant, the Democratic Party wants you to know that you are a victim and destined to stay that way. They will insist that you are a victim doomed to exist within a system that is rigged against you, that you are a victim of systemic oppression, that you are a victim of your circumstances, and that no amount of hard work or motivational action will ever allow you to overcome your victimhood or the privilege of those around you. This is perhaps the Democratic Party's greatest and most insidious lie. But if you are a minority in America today, the left-wing politicians and the liberal media don't want you to ever discover this lie. So they bombard us with stories designed to reinforce the narrative that you are in danger, that you cannot succeed. They manipulate your fears and concerns by telling you that you are disadvantaged, disempowered, and disposable to everyone except them. They will tell you that you need them. They will tell you that you are only safe under their supervision. They will promise to liberate you from all that chains you. And then, they will do absolutely nothing for you. Once upon a time, I was a liberal. But liberalism has changed, and I will no longer be a part of an ideology or political party that represents everything that contradicts my values of unity, equal opportunity, personal empowerment, compassion, and love. So I am walking away. And I encourage all of you to do the same. Walk away. Well, we just did find out all about it. You just made a, you know, a 12-minute video. Um, so anyway, that's what the hashtag walk away uh, movement is. I hope it gains more traction because I'm I'm sick of hearing about uh, Me Too of, uh, you know, hashtag or I guess pound Me Too. Uh, I, I, I will admit that, you know, that, that he who shall not be named, I will admit that that was a decent joke uh, that he made. But you know, that was one out of thousands of others of, you know, not so good jokes. Speaking of, uh, you know, people who are actually funny, though, uh, someone brought this to my, well, I knew about, I knew about it a few weeks ago. I just didn't have the chance to, uh, you know, talk about it on, on the show very much. But, uh, comedian Nick DiPaolo was punched, uh, in the face after a comedy show, uh, back in June. Now, I hold, uh, Nick has a special place in my heart, uh, partially because he is, uh, half wop like I am. Same, same as John Neary, so, uh, you know, between, between John, uh, Nick, and I, we're like the, we're like the WAP 
we're like the we're like the Watt Brotherhood of comedians. Uh, so anyway, uh, wait. So anyway, this uh, article uh, describing the incident comes from the uh, the the Interrobang, which is. Uh, You know, that's kind of a weird name for a comedy website. It, it's not, it sounds like a porn site, but it, it's not. I, I swear I do. And I'll have the link uh, down in the podcast description. But uh, anyway, so the story begins. Uh, late last night, Nick DiPaolo tweeted a photo showing a big bad bruise on his left eye which was black and blue in all kinds of colors. The only caption DePaulo tweeted was, When feminists attack. We thought he might have been joking around about the about being hit in the face, but Nick Nomley confirmed that he was hit by a woman who disagreed with him politically. He said he was hit, hit by someone who came to his show Saturday night. Yeah, so right away this is a problem I have with the headline. He was not a he was not a uh, attacked by a fan at all. Uh, he was just attacked by a random person at a show. All right, Nick called into SiriusXM Bennington show earlier today and told hosts Ron and Gail he was performing at Levity Live in in West Nyack, uh, New York. I'm assuming Sunday night, and that's where he got hit. The show went great, DePaulo said, and after he left the stage and went into the green room for a short break, he came out to shake hands and take pictures with fans. That's when a guy uh, came over to him and told him that he loved the show, adding, but my daughter wants to punch you in the face. It was at that moment that that the man's daughter sucker punched DePaulo hitting him right below the eye. He didn't even finish the word face, and she sucker punched me, Nick told Bennington. Yeah, well, I... Well, yeah, I doubt this guy was actually a fan of he was willing to uh, allow his daughter, who uh, hates Nick, I... You know, I doubt this guy was actually a fan. But, uh, let's see. Nick did nothing in response, but... But asked the guy whether this had been a setup. He did call the police to have a report of the incident made. Uh, let's see. He described the woman who, who am as looking like the poster girl for the Occupy Wall, for Occupy Wall Street, and a self-righteous little twat, and said, since the world doesn't allow him to hit back, I'll take it to court, which is uh, good for Nick. Nick also appeared on the Nick uh, uh, Kelta on the Mike Kelta show, and you can listen to the ba 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 ba. He said back in the day he was drunk, he would have punched back. And so they went to the police station and says he plans to sue her. Her father told him that she has emotional problems, but Nick wasn't buying the excuses. His his words his words will be damning in court. He said, "You knew she had emotional problems." You said she wants to punch you in the face, and you brought her over. 
It's funny, I've been doing comedy in New York City every night for 20 years, nothing happens. But then I go to a suburban mall and get punched in the face. Uh, Nick's been touring the Northeast on his Nick is right tour. Again, Nick, uh, you need to come down here to Florida. What, what the fuck, man? What gives? You got fans out here, too. Oh, let's see. Nick is currently in the process of building a studio so he can continue, uh, the Nick DePaulo show as a podcast, which, uh, he is, he is starting a podcast, which I think starts this Monday. But, uh, anyway, yeah, so what got that nice shiner on, uh, Nick DiPaolo's face? Again, again, folks, this is, uh, you know, so people ask me why we can't, uh, you know, get along, why we can't have a civil conversation here in America. Uh, that is exactly why, uh, because... Mostly, the left would just uh, rather assault each other. Hey, Mike, and uh, hey, Brian. Let's see. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, Brian. I, I, I certainly know, I certainly know that uh, that you know who that someone will try to punch you know who. And as far as the sidekick, well, uh, he probably will at some point. You are right about that. But, um, anyway, yeah, so, you know, people want to say that, you know, oh, no one's commuting, communicating with each other. Uh, no one wants to have, you know, decent conversations with each other. Well, when the other side... When the left wants to punch uh, every conservative in the face, you know, for telling jokes, moreover, that is a, that's a big problem. It is indeed. Um, yeah, people, people don't want to, want to conversation. They just want, they just want to, uh, they just want to talk to hear themselves. So, so what you're saying is, Christy, is I, I started a podcast to myself, talk, oh, I see how you are, no, I'm, I'm kidding, but, uh, yeah, you know who, looks, looks like, uh, looks like, more, oh, looks like Owen Benjamin has officially come, uh, Voldemort, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I said his name there just for you. Well, you know, I, I I will say I will say this. I don't I don't think I don't think Owen or Nimmer should get punched in the face. I don't I don't think they I don't think they should. I I, I think I think they should I think they should get booed off stage because they're both bad. I'm not I'm not even a comedian and I've had better and I've had better sets on this show when I've done comedy on here. But, you know, all that aside, what are you going to do? So, you know, the bottom line on for tonight's show, folks, I guess, is, uh, 
you know, don't take things, don't take things too seriously on the 4th of July, when it's a holiday like the 4th of July or Thanksgiving or Christmas, turn off the uh, social media and actually enjoy your family members. Uh, And, you know, just try and be decent to each other. Continue having long-form conversations like this. And, uh... What's what's a what's a Voldemort? Uh, are 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 you are you serious, Brian? Are you just are you just fucking with me now in, in the in the comments? I, you, you've you've never you've never read, you've never read Harry Potter. Wow, I'm not even a fan of of Harry Potter, and I know what, what Harry. Potter is. Uh, Voldemort is is Harry Potter's Joker or something like that. And you're not supposed to say his name because you know some reason why I I haven't read the book since I was a kid. Um, So Go, uh, go Go old go old school master it with a with a with a magazine. Oh yeah, well you know if if the feminists get their way, the uh, you know Sports Illustrated and you know NFL cheerleaders and all that will be a thing of the will be a thing of the past. Anyway, that's uh you know that's for damn sure. It's uh. You know we're we're living we're living in in strange times and my friend uh my friend Ryan Mar Marhofer and I were were talking last night and uh, you you know you get you know you live in a pretty damn good society when people are getting triggered over an Instagram model's photo because. She's prettier than you, and you're you're a feminist, or, or what, or whatever. I mean, that is the pinnacle of a first world problem for women here. I mean, think about that. No, no one here is getting you know stoned or beaten or you know raped. You know, by a religious rape gang here in America. Instead, you know. We're, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're getting triggered over NFL cheerleaders. <laughs> oh, bro oh, Brian, Brian, you, uh, Brian, you just, uh, you just gave me an idea for a t-shirt, my friend. Fuck the whale, save the cheerleaders. Yeah, we need we need to uh we need to make that into a t-shirt or, or something like my friend. I would well I would I would probably get beat I would probably get beaten up ironically. See, we're we're talking about people not being able to converse with each other. This would totally um this would Well, even if you are getting sto- stoned, Brian, that that is 
that is brilliant. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down on my phone after the show so I can remember to put that on a on a t-shirt design because that is brilliant. Oh, by oh, by the way, M MJF, thank you, thank you for thank you for killing my uh, pro productivity because ever since you uh, ever since you showed me that ever since you told me that Kate Quigley is on Instagram, Instagram now my uh, productivity has basically gone down to zero. But anyway, uh, thank you for that. And speaking of productivity, I joke, I'm still productive somewhat. Um, you can tune in to my uh, new podcast, my group podcast, which airs immediately after uh, this, the American Watchmen Roundtable, uh, by going to AmericanWatchmen.org and clicking on the YouTube link. Or by searching the American Watchmen Roundtable um, on YouTube, and well, if if you're in the uh, if you're in the danger zone, I'll send you a link. Anyway, but uh, and uh, you know, before I go, I just want to say thank you for uh, watching, and one final time for uh, the folks watching at home, if you go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield, you can sign up and uh, support the podcast on Patreon. For only a dollar a month, you'll, uh, you'll be helping to support the show, and uh, you'll get exclusive access to, to uh, patron-exclusive episodes, and uh, you know, it's a heck of a deal. As a as a public public backer for five dollars, you can uh, you'll get a shout out on my blog. For for ten dollars a month, you can uh, hang out exclusive with me on a hangout. Um, although I do that nightly with the uh, with the danger zone. For fifteen dollars a month, you can advertise, and uh, then for twenty, you can. Support the show as an executive producer. So, uh, you know, so support the show, and even if you can't uh, support me, the show financially, please uh, give us a like and uh, subscribe and share the podcast with your friends, and also leave us a nice uh, review on iTunes as well. Alrighty, folks. Well, that will just about do it for uh, tonight's episode of the Whitfield Report. Then, as I said, uh, as I said, uh, please go over to the American Watchmen Roundtable podcast and wait for the Avengers to assemble over there. And uh, until next week, good night, God bless, and God save this great nation. And uh, yeah, Brian. I, I I guess I guess you I guess you can send me weed. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, for for fifty dollars a month, I, I for fifty dollars a month, I will I will spoon you, uh, Ludwig. So, well, 
Well, Brian, I'm sure I'm sure for fifty bucks we can uh we can we can work something out. Um, that's not part of the uh you know that's not part of part of the Patreon package, and I'm I'm not sure I can legally put that up there. But uh you know we can we can work we can work something out. So uh anyway, thank you for uh, tuning into the show, and like I said. Uh, I'll be on the American Watchmen podcast in a bit, so, uh, you know, be over, be sure to tune in for that. So, uh, anyway, good night, God bless, and, uh, God save the screen nation, and yes, Christy, you're, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, that's, uh, you know, that, that's female privilege right there, so, uh, anyway, so long, folks, and uh, see you on the next podcast in five minutes. American Watchmen. All right, later, Gator. I'm out of here.